This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He has started his Christmas vacation. He's off. Holly Roberts and I are here with you, and yes, thus begins a very strange season. Bear with us. People will be coming and going as they please. As they please. A revolving door, so to speak, over the next couple of weeks. If you will. But, you know, everybody, not everybody, people will be taking some much-needed, much-deserved time off in the coming weeks, and we are just going to do what we've been doing all along, and that is bring you solid pop culture information. Yeah! <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Exciting. And we are celebrating today because it's Friday, and we made it through a week. And you know who else uh, took off early for a Christmas vacation? Tom Cruise. Oh, how convenient. Interesting timing, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, I will agree, Colleen. So we've been talking about Tom Cruise and his outburst video, quote unquote, that leaked to the sun earlier this week. I am. I'm flying like Chris Farley. It's Matt Foley in the living room over this story because it's such crap. Now, Colleen, you and Bradley did such a fabulous job of deconstructing why the leaked audio of Tom Cruise berating his cast for breaking COVID protocols is not what it seems to Mm. be. Mm -hmm. Go back and listen to yesterday and the day before podcast if you want to get the full scoop on I will that. just give you the three main points. Number one, we just don't talk to people like that. Are you kidding me? Thank you. Number two, remember that uh, Tom Cruise was the one that was boldly going and encouraging others to go see the Christopher Nolan movie Tenant when that came out and we were not watching movies in theaters. Right. Remember that. Yep. Also, sidebar, check your headlines today. Leah Remini is like, hey, FYI, Scientologists don't believe in COVID. So also, and then number three, Scientology. Thank you. As you were. Wonderful, Colleen. Thank you for that recap of that. So all of that being considered, the news comes out today that Tom Cruise is wrapping up filming for the year on Mission Impossible 7, and he's going to Miami on his private jet over the weekend to spend the holidays with his son, Connor. Oh, okay. All righty then. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to yell at my, the support, my subordinates, which I don't even like to use that term because they're not, I, I, they don't technically work for him. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. They do in the sense that he's the star of the movie. Right. And so like his ego would have it that he's above everybody else. But he's not in charge of them. However, he has taken that on. Uh, he yells at them. He does this whole performative thing. By the way, the audio leaks. 
do we think it was leaked by somebody on the set? Probably not. No. No, because I, and we laid this out in yesterday's show. Tom Cruise, or two days ago, who knows? Tom Cruise very much believes that he was doing something that would look good to the world. And honestly, it did sort of work because a lot of celebrities were coming out to his defense. And so if you're not paying attention, you might be thinking, good on you, Tom Cruise, right? You yelled at people for breaching COVID protocol. You're standing up. Right. You're doing these things. Now, and it speaks to the point of this video. When you initially hear it, you have a very strong emotional reaction to it. And that could be any number of things. Yeah. But it does elicit emotions in a way that you're like, yeah, Tom Cruise, he's, he's sticking it to these people. He's telling them what's what. But then after that initial initial emotion subsides, then you have to start actually thinking about what this video or this piece of audio is, mm-hmm. why it was put out in the public, mm-hmm. and particularly with a person like Tom Cruise, who I would argue for the past 15 or so years has definitely pulled back any kind of mm, humanity that he once had in the public sphere. Right. Well, As a result of. Couchgate, jumping on the couch, Katie Holmes, etc. Now, let me sweeten the pot here. Um, because the other headline coming out today is that Tom Cruise is now dating his Mission Impossible co-star. Her name is Haley Atwell. She is a 38-year-old woman. The two have, quote, become fairly inseparable after they, quote, hit it off from day one. No. Right? Okay, so let's also remember, Tom Cruise has not had a high-profile romance since... Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, who he divorced in 2012. Um, We don't really know... So, okay, I'm going to, like, get way deep in the weeds here, but that's what we do on the Colleen and Bradley show. We go deep in the shallow. Let's go. There is a long-standing rumor slash open secret in Hollywood that Tom Cruise essentially auditions his love interests as though they are leading ladies in a movie. Yeah, because when your whole life is a movie Mm -hmm. and you're a movie star, why wouldn't you have auditions for your significant other? Right? So there, I mean, the, the... and also, there, this all figures in very heavily with his involvement in Scientology, right? So the, it, it's almost like there have been many women who have eluded to the fact that they had at one point taken a meeting with Tom Cruise, thinking that they were taking a meeting with Tom Cruise to talk about a role for a movie, and then learning that they actually were taking a meeting with Tom Cruise to talk about a real-life role (laughs) as his girlfriend and not just actors that we don't know their names but really big movie stars the first person that comes to mind who has talked about this experience with tom cruise is scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. and it was right around the time when tom cruise and katie holmes started hooking up so scarlett wasn't the huge movie star she is now but she was an up-and-coming actress really beautiful young had a lot of hype behind her just like katie holmes did exactly and that's sort of the promise that gets made in these meetings is like if you are the love interest of tom cruise you will enjoy the trappings of being a love interest of Tom Cruise. Oh, 
it's real bizarre. So this Haley Atwell, I mean, she's not a household name. She's not somebody that we all know, but she is starring in this movie. And apparently the two of them have been spending all of their extra time together. Okay. So the timing of this announcement is also kind of... Yep. A little suspicious. (laughs) Well, and I like it because, so you're referencing, for one example, the Daily Mail talking about this. And they're illustrating the fact that they're getting close together by showing us photographs from the set of Mission Impossible 7 where they're holding hands while they're they're filming a scene where their hands are handcuffed together. Yes. Thank you for that illustration, Daily Mail. It's so ridiculous. Also, another photograph is of Tom Cruise driving a car, and Haley Atwell has her hand on his belly, yep. suggesting in a body language expert way that mm, they're just so close and they're inseparable. No, they are acting. They're doing a role. They're doing a role. Those photos mean absolutely nothing. So what I think is so interesting about this, though, is it's almost like... It is, uh, what's the word? Like, this is like the cleanup on aisle four. (laughs) Like, you know, leveraging the story about Tom Cruise being a belligerent tyrant on the set to also throw out news about, oh, and he's leaving early on his private jet to go spend his Christmas with his son. Oh, of course. Well, and of course they're putting in that little nugget that mm-hmm. he's going back to spend the holidays with a family member. Right. You know, it's like it's just like when somebody uh, resigns from certain positions and they say mm, they're just stepping back to spend more time with their family. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that this was like a full on PR disaster. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then step two of the PR, the cleanup on aisle four. Clean up on aisle belligerent tyrant. I mean, all of them, let's be honest. Right? Is, oh, and by the way, oh, he has a new romantic interest. Mm. He is inseparable. Now, what will be interesting is, because this is not the first time that Tom Cruise has been romantically linked to a co-star. Do you remember his relationship with Penelope Cruz, right? Or, yes, Penelope yeah. Cruz. And they did that Vanilla Sky movie together, which was, by the way terrible (laughs) i hated that dumb movie um but they did but they kind of they had some dalliances yeah and well let's not forget nicole kidman days of thunder right so this is like a move of his yeah is to like pick out a co-star and then have that person turn into his romantic interest but who knows i mean we'll see if this actually stands the test of time well right or if this is just a rumor that they're floating out there because they need some good PR for this damn movie. Well, exactly, because Mission Impossible 7 has gone through lots of starts and stops mm-hmm. over 2020 in, in regards to its filming schedule, like everything. Yep. But Mission Impossible 7 did get flack for filming in Rome mm-hmm. in a hospital mm-hmm. where there were COVID-19 patients. Mm-hmm. So I find it very mm, interesting that Tom Cruise is taking a stance on COVID-19 protocols when it seems like, well, honey, a couple months ago, didn't really seem that you cared. Friends, the bottom line is this. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. (laughs)
Thank you in Hollywood. So stick with us and we will teach you how to read between the lines of what Hollywood is trying to tell you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert from Holly on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is bringing us so much dirt, all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Oh, Colleen. Now, I'm going to bring you the story that has been making headlines. Now, I know here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we really don't pay attention to the Real Housewives franchise at all. Never. But this Erica Jane Tom Girardi divorce lawsuit embezzlement case is big time dramatic. So now here's the latest in this story that Erica Jane's people are obviously using people.com as a, a PR voice for what's really happening behind the scenes, because there's a people.com exclusive this afternoon. Their lead story is that Erica Jane allegedly divorced Tom Girardi over cheating allegations. Ooh. So she's saying that she believes that Tom Girardi, her husband, had several affairs throughout their 21 year marriage. This is a source telling people.com and that Erica Jane filed for divorce from Girardi in November because of those affairs. Now, a source close to the couple tells people that the reason she divorced is because she was cheating on her with multiple women, but she's known about his infidelity for years and had wanted to try to save the marriage until this point. Now, that's really convenient timing, because if you're going to follow the blind items, Mm. if you're going to kind of follow the money trail concerning this divorce between Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, it has everything to do with trying to save money because Tom Girardi is being sued for embezzling money away from plane crash victims in order to fuel his lifestyle. So, okay, so I need... um uh, talk to me like I'm yeah. three. Yeah. So in other words, she's trying to like get this divorce pushed through and get her money before he has to. Well, kind of. Or Erica Jane is divorcing Tom Girardi. So, so she that, won't have to be responsible. Well, or that she can protect some of their assets if they go mm. to her and they legally divorce because they have been married for 21 years and they reside in the state of California. There's a community property aspect of this divorce. Mm. However, all of Tom Girardi's assets have been frozen Ugh. by a judge because of this ongoing case. And in fact... The prosecution in this case is asking that Erica Jane be stopped by a judge from selling. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
shuffling her clothes amid Tom Girardi's asset freeze. So okay, she's, when you say selling her clothes, she has a, a clothing label. Well, no, like I, her like actual, her actual clothes. clothes. That's like what she's, I was trying to figure out. Like I didn't know what that meant. No, no, you're right. She's actually like selling if, her clothes, selling oh. her clothes like we do if we wanted to do something like Poshmark. And you're like, yeah. mm, I have this jacket, but I want some money for it because Erica Jane is promoting her online collection on a secondhand website right now. Mm. She's even offering 10% discounts mm. on all of her money. Because here's the thing, Colleen, with the Real Housewives franchise, is that they have to spend a lot of their money, their own money, yep. on being glamorous. Mm-hmm. And it costs a lot of money. And, right. I, and somebody like Erica Jane, who is known for her glam, she's invested a lot of money in her clothes. So now it's like, oh, oops, my estranged husband's assets have been frozen. I need to make some money. Oh, my gosh. This is she is running around like a chicken with her head cut off right now. Yeah. As we speak, I guarantee you. Oh, oh, oh. But here's the thing is that I suppose one then questions how much did she know about all of well, this? That's the you thing. Know, what kind of role was she playing in this? Now, she wasn't a litigator in any of this stuff like Tom Girardi. However, the prosecution in this case is saying that no, Tom Girardi, this money that was supposed to go to families who had family members who were victims of a plane crash, you took that money instead and you oh, spent so it gross. on your lavish lifestyle. It is so gross. Yeah, it is so gross. Oh. Yeah. So... We, that needed to be discussed today. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, here's my question, because which which Housewives franchise is she on? Beverly Hills. And is that one that we're that's coming around again? I mean, are, how are they going to confront this on the show? See, I don't yeah, understand I don't the know. franchise enough yeah. to understand, but I would be curious to know how they're going to deal with this. Yeah, on the show. I don't know. I have no idea because this is real. Mm. This is legit real nasty mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. and from the outside looking in not being a huge fan of the real housewives franchise you can just look at this stuff and you can be like there is funny money things okay, happening you. all the so time can we just talk about that for yeah. a real hot sec one of the things that if you learn anything from the housewives franchise is to be very suspicious about people's money of everything of everything <laughs> be suspicious of everything because this is not the first time that the uh, the long finger of the law has uh, landed on a housewife and spouse we're looking at you, Teresa Judas. I mean, I'm just saying. And your husband, Juicy Joe. Yeah. It's, there's just, there's some question marks around some stuff. Yes. And we don't have a lot of answers. Nope. So we're going to move on cool. to another salacious story that's making headlines this afternoon. Over on page six, sources are talking and saying that the Hillsong Church is rife with inappropriate sex. Yes. Uh- and that volunteers are complaining about it to page six. Okay, this is so great. I just this morning, and I would like to highly recommend this to many individuals if you are uh, at all interested. I listened, I listened very, no pun intended, religiously to a podcast called Cafeteria Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens to be hosted by a friend of mine, Natalia Turfa. And she, they, on this podcast, interviewed... The person, Janice, I think, oh, what's her last name? Anyway, Janice, who wrote that piece about Hillsong mm-hmm. from the inside, their their episode this week is an interview with her. Ooh. So you will get all the dirt on Hillsong oh. from her. 
Um, because, and you know what she says right off the bat? She says, do you know why it's the volunteers who are talking and not the people who work there? Because the people who work there make a lot of money? Because the people who work there have NDAs. Oh, oh. So, so sit with that for a hot second. NDAs in a church setting. Ooh. Ooh, thank you for adding mm. that salacious piece of information Here to the story you. because it is the group of volunteers that is talking to Page Six. Mm-hmm. They are complaining about the situation, saying that Hillsong Church was a breeding ground for unchecked abuse and that a group of high... They're saying that not only were there inappropriate sexual behavior among the staff and interns, so you can deconstruct that abusive dynamic, Mm -hmm. but that the whole organization was verbally, emotionally abusive to several female leaders and volunteers. So not surprised by this and... Also, should be very troubled by this. Yeah, um, everybody should be troubled by this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. I want to like do a whole project on the Hillsong Church because it is it is fascinating how deep and wide the story goes. Yeah, right. It, yeah, because we've said this before. The Hillsong Church operates very similar to, to Scientology in the way that they leverage celebrity for attention and for people to get people in the doors of the church and there's all kinds of corruption so they get that money honey Mm -hmm. thank you holly for that dirt alert hey when we come back we do need somebody to play and really you'd help us out if you called right now to play the 30 second pop culture challenge 651-641-1071 30 seconds five pop culture questions get them all right you win a prize we are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. No Bradley. No Bradley. He's, he's left for his uh, Christmas vacation a little bit early. Well, I mean, on time. He planned to leave, but he's off. Don't worry about it. Holly and I are here with you today, and uh, we've got this game to play. It's called the 30-Second Pop Culture Challenge. 30-Second Pop Culture Challenge! Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Gretchen. We've got Gretchen on the line, and what is Gretchen playing for? Gretchen's playing for a viewing code for an at-home virtual screening of the movie Promising Young Woman, on January 14th. I've heard the movie's really good. Awesome. Hey, Gretchen, uh, you know how to do this. Uh, you, uh, We're going to start the timer after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Okay, here we go. Who had their first hit song with Genie in a Bottle? Christina Aguilera. Who plays the lead guitar in the Rolling Stones? Oh, yep. Okay, Brad Pitt won as Oscar, won an Oscar this year for his role in what movie? Um, Hollywood at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, what is the nickname of the character Dr. Henry Jones Jr.? Oh, you can do I this. I don't know. Yes, Skip. Marshall Mathers is the real name of which music artist? Oh, no. I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but... Try again next week because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. Let's go back and answer those questions. Yes. Okay. So who plays lead guitar in the Rolling Stones? Keith Richards. And what is the nickname of the character Dr. Henry Jones Jr.? Indiana Jones. I knew she could do it if she would have just 
taking a deep breath. Indiana, what's the name of the dog? Um, and Marshall Mathers is the real name of which music artist? Eminem. Oh, yeah. All right. Now that we've answered all those questions, we are going to solve some mysteries. And Holly has brought them for me. I'm going to probably have to solve them by myself unless Donna is well, still in the room. Donna's and is still available. in the room. I don't know if she's available because she is looking at something and smiling. Oh, okay. But it's not me. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. So, full disclosure, there's this, like, luncheon that happens every year. I mean, do you feel like I should try to like scare her? I don't know. I don't know. So hold on, <laughs> maybe see. So every year there's this luncheon, and it always happens at noon because noon is the lunch hour. Duh. We don't. We don't get to go. So everybody else is at the luncheon on their zooms, and Donna's doing it in the studio. So she, um, she's, she's in there. She's being a good employee. She's and she's totally, totally checked out. In. Okay, I'm like good. Donna. Donna. Oh my Donna. gosh, so funny. So she because the computer in the studio where she was. Hold on. <laughs> she uh has a has a camera and so she's doing her Zoom meeting there and she's probably looking like, you know, she's very into the the luncheon and we're not there, so we're hey, making fun hey, of Donna, her. Hey Donna, you want to play? Okay, I'll play. <gasps> oh, 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 she yay! Did it! Oh, Donna, yay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you, Donna. Oh, Donna, I was bugging him. Donna, Donna. Donna I, and I could, Donna. and I had the sound down to the monitor, but I saw you waving <laughs> frantically, and I was like, "Oh, maybe well, I should say something." Oh well, thanks for making a cameo today. Oh, All right, here's a celebrity blind item for Colleen and Donna to solve. Let's try. You can't possibly reboot this daytime show and not invite the face of the show for decades. But that's the plan right now because the actors, producers, hosts who are rebooting the show hate the actress for some imagined slight from years ago. What? Okay, it's a daytime show. Oh, duh. Oh, duh. Okay, Donna, we know this. This got announced yesterday. And... um. It, it's a, remember, it's a daytime show. So daytime what are the show. shows that typically air during the day? Soap operas. Yes. So Kelly Ripa. No. Yes. Okay, uh, fine. I thought it was the, I thought it was Susan Lucci. Well, Kelly Ripa plays into this. Right. That makes some sense. Because right it's her there. production company, right? Bringing it back. Um, all my children in prime time. Mm-hmm. And... But who is the... I think it's got to be Susan Lucci. It's got to be Susan Lucci. Yeah. So... Oh, wait a second. Okay. Oh, no. Fill in the blank. And then I want to dial back because I got a thing. So you can't possibly reboot All My Children and not invite the face of the show, Susan Lucci, back. Mm -hmm. But that's the plan right now because Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, who are rebooting All My Children, hate Susan Lucci for some imagined slight from years ago. You know what I always I almost said something about this yesterday but I didn't it wasn't a full thought and it still isn't but it just is what it is. But I remember Regis Philbin had a thing with Susan Lucci, not like a thing, not like a thing thing, but he like would, an issue. No, like he would talk about her all the time. Like he loved her. <sighs> he, he, he would do this whole act about her. I just remember it from when I was a kid because he oh. would call her Vavucci and like he, he had a whole thing. And I know that his relationship with Kelly Ripa was sort of strained. So I don't know, but I wonder if that doesn't figure in somehow. Interesting. Right? Because remember when Regis, Died? somebody asked him about oh, before sorry. that, okay. when somebody asked him pre-death <laughs> Thank whether... You. Thank you, <laughs> um Whether, you know, he still talked to Kelly Ripa. He's like, My, nope. 
Yep. She I don't know. I haven't talked to her. So I wonder if, uh, I don't know. That's, if that I'm has going something with to that. do with it. Like, I'm going you know, with it. I, I like it. Thank I you. I like it. It's it, petty. It's I sound, know. That's what we do. I was going to say, it sounds petty enough yeah. to be true. Right. Right. Oh. Oh, next. All right. We're going to do this one. Okay. Since Donna is playing with us, it might be new to her, and it might be new to people who didn't hear this blind item about a week or so ago. Oh, fun. But now it's confirmed, so let's revisit it. With the show and crash and burn mode, and no love from the general public, what does the A-list talk show host have to lose by claiming she has COVID? Oh, that's Ellen. <laughs> yeah. Don't even need to finish. I don't even need to finish. So, <laughs> but the, I mean, who would lie about something like that? That's oh, so Donna, disturbing. People have. I don't like that. I don't either. Because then it creates. You know what it does? It creates that mentality from other people that like the fakeness of COVID. You know, yep. who ins- it just makes things so much worse. Yep. Also, also, as I've said, then what happens if you actually get COVID after you said you yes. had it? Right. That's like your grandma can't die twice. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to well, watch your excuses, people. You know it. <laughs> well, and this is one of those things, because Donna, I don't know if you were around when Colleen and Bradley, we were talking about uh, Colton Underwood, star of the Bachelor franchise and NT lawyer. And then subsequently our skepticism about his diagnosis with COVID-19 based on the timing of the release of his new book. Oh, and then, by the way, I'm making headlines because I've been diagnosed with this very serious illness. Right. And then it just kind of faded away. And then we never really heard from him again or how he was doing. And then we heard from him again with that whole restraining order from his ex, Cassie Randolph. Mm -hmm. So trying to cover that up with something that might be a bigger story. Donna, it's like you listen to the Colleen and Bradley show. Yes. I dabble. Nothing is real and everyone (laughs) Everyone smokes. smokes. Well, and then talk about that restraining order, which was canceled Mm -hmm. and Colton and Cassie ended up settling their differences amicably behind the scenes, which means money must have been exchanged or something. Now, here's the blind item on that, Donna. I don't have the exact blind item in front of me. Paraphrase. But paraphrasing our good friend, Enti lawyer, is that that whole thing was a stunt uh, them trying to leverage themselves into some kind of reality show fame. Ah, isn't that gross? I hate this. It's so gross. Oh, you know what, Donna? Just lean into it because once you lean into it, you realize that there's so much more to talk about when it comes to Hollywood. That's true. It's just a gross place. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never even been to Los Angeles. Oh, really? Ever. Donna. I just picture it as plastic. Like you want it to be glamorous and beautiful and everything, but it just seems like it's like Newark with a lot of celebrities. It's a lot of strip malls. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Newark pro- with celebrities. <laughs> Here's the pro tip on L.A. You got to find your neighborhood. Once you find your neighborhood and then the two adjacent neighborhoods next to it, then you never leave that part of town because got you're it. like, are you kidding me? I am not crossing the 405 in rush hour traffic got ever. It. That is so funny. But it's, a, but it's a lot of strip malls. But that's what I picture because every time TMZ is following someone they're carrying a shopping bag yeah. and they're at an outdoor mall yep 
It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the outdoor malls in L.A. have the trolley cars to nowhere. If oh. that's not a metaphor for everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you can drop me at an In-N-Out Burger, I'm fine. Thank you. Never been. Um, so Donna, sad. thank you for surprise uh, joining oh, us. Thanks for having me. Go back to that luncheon, okay? okay we'll bye. talk to you later. Uh, right, thanks, Donna. Weekend. You too. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly has taken a deep, deep dive into this story, this conversation that we touched on so briefly the other day about Courtney Love and her insight into Britney Spears' conservatorship. We are going to listen. We are going to participate. We are going to... Uh, be illuminated as Holly shares with us the deep dive she took. We'll get the Cobra gang together and talk about that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, not here. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And uh, okay, so we, I don't remember even what day of the week it was, Holly, but you kind of slid this into a dirt alert update. This story about uh, Courtney Love having some insight into Britney Spears' conservatorship. Mm-hmm. And we did not get to take a deep dive in it, but worry not, friends. Holly Roberts has done the work, and we're going to get the Cobra Gang together. Whenever there's trouble, we'll there the story maybe just right like you said during a dirt alert update mentioned this at the 520 dirt alert with Lori and julia a couple of days ago but this is something that happened on courtney love's instagram account of all places we don't really talk about See, courtney love that much i'm not paying attention to her instagram account so i'm so glad somebody uh, did so she just put a post up on instagram like you do you think it was a post of her in her bathroom so apropos of nothing a fan asked Courtney Love if Spears's long Britney Spears's former longtime business manager Lou Taylor asked of, of that the following question: If Lou Taylor, who planned Britney Spears's conservatorship with her dad Jamie Spears, had ever tried to place Courtney Love under a conservatorship, hmm. Courtney Love responded, "Short answer." Is yes. Hmm. So, Lou Taylor, the co-constructor of Britney Spears's conservatorship, Courtney Love says of her, Lou did try for a mutated strain of a conservatorship. She made an attempt to control Kurt Cobain, his name, his likeness, and all Nirvana songs to the point of ninety-six percent. Then the plan was that Lou wanted to sell the publishing. By which time I'd be in a conservatorship or more likely, Courtney said, dead. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I want to know more. Did she say anything more? Yeah. So she says, Courtney Love says, I was successful at blocking only Lou. And that's because, well, and this is what Courtney Love says, quote, I chant a lot, which makes me lucky. Okay. But yeah, you know, cool. Uh, But moving on, whatever works. (laughs) But Courtney Love goes on to say, but not. Britney Spears's buddies. I just looked at Britney's account. I'm thinking that Courtney Love means Britney's Instagram account. Mm-hmm. She said, "There's no point in me sticking my neck out for her now. Her pack of wolves almost killed me and my only child." 
talking about Francis Bean Cobain. Courtney Love also comments on Britney Spears' appearance in these photos, saying that Britney, quotes, looked damaged, Mm -hmm. blanked up for life. She said, I've tried to lobby attorneys for years with a glimmer of humanity to take on the Spears situation, and they always bleeped out. And frankly, I'm done with it. Courtney Love also adding in this Instagram post that she knows more about the Spears case than almost anyone. Okay, I, oh, girl. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen done to another woman. And trust me, I've seen it all. Wow. And then she just kind of leaves it there. And, oh, okay. So you, Holly, then read through that and you did some personal journeying of your own. Yeah, well, I was interested because I was like, Courtney Love. Courtney Love, what's the connective thread between Courtney Love and Britney Spears? Well, Can I hit the pause button real yeah. quick? Because the, the other thing that I, you know, when I think about Courtney Love, I think about a time in her life where she would not have been given a lot of credit. Yep. And and I'm wondering if it wasn't if it doesn't coincide with some of her story and her um, intersection with the people who got a hold of Britney Spears, right? Because there was a time where she was known as kind of a druggie mm-hmm. with no real direction. Like she, people had stripped any kind of integrity from her. Right. Well, interesting enough that you bring that point to the table, Colleen, mm-hmm. because. One of the big connective threads of Courtney Love and Britney Spears is their relationship with a man named Sam Lutfi. So remember that name, Sam Lutfi, who was Britney Spears, quote unquote, manager when Britney Spears was going through her mental health crisis around 2007, 2008. And if I I remember correctly, she also was allegedly romantically involved with him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Courtney Love's manager for almost a decade was Sam Lutfi. No way. So there's the connective thread between the two of them. You know, you say that Courtney Love's mm, public persona was one where you would not perhaps give a legitimate ear to what Courtney Love had to say. Well, I would argue that that time in Courtney Love's life was, was monitored like, oh by Sam gosh. Lutfi. So that's the really interesting connective thread between the two. Now, Sam Lutfi had a lot of lawsuits going on with the family of Britney Spears yeah. because it was when Britney Spears' family got Sam Lutfi away from Britney Spears is when the conservatorship happened essentially. Right. And they transitioned into that kind of control over Britney Spears' life and career. But I don't know where the conservatorship, that aspect of the publishing of the music happened in Courtney Love's life. Now, that's where the thread kind of gets lost, because there is this Rolling Stone article where she says in 2006 that she partnered with a a song publishing company to help her manage the estate of Nirvana. Uh So I don't know where in the timeline she ran into Lou Taylor. Now, the update on Lou Taylor with Britney Spears' conservatorship is that she left in November. Just this past November. Just this past November. Hmm. So that's also interesting, too. And it's like, okay, Courtney, tell us more. Now, you could take two avenues about what Courtney Love has to say. Either she has a lot of details about the conservatorship of Britney Spears in a way because she had a relationship with Sam Lutfi, 
But also, her opinion on this might be shaded by Sam Lutfi, who probably obviously doesn't have a good idea of the Britney Spears conservatorship and family. This is going to be the thing that is going to drive me the most bonkers, is that Courtney Love has information that we all want to understand better. And here's where I think that we want to pay attention to Courtney Love, because I went back to talk, to look and research at this story for today. And I Googled it, went to page six, where I originally found the story in some other places, completely wiped from page six's website. It It is gone. The only place that you can find this story (gasps) is on international websites. Otherwise, 1000% correct. Otherwise, it is totally gone from all American tabloids, which tells me that we need to pay attention to Courtney Love and what she has to say about Britney Spears listening. Oh, my goodness. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley's not here to berate us, and so we are going to ask you honestly, seriously, how often do you actually bathe? Safe space. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.